hey, it's Jill, and this is Smartphones Stole My Brain, and I want it back. I often hear people ask, what would you tell your younger self? What wisdom would you impart? I'm not at all sure this is the right way around. Growing older strikes me as an act of forgetting, so why should I have more answers now the older I am? I don't even know where my keys are. I actually think it's my younger self that has all the answers. She was a master of juking the system. I find myself outwitted by the system, effortlessly outmaneuvered, and so deeply enmeshed. I wonder if it's not too late to escape. I've always known that my younger self has the answers because she's written prolifically to her future selves. That is, to me. I have written ahead to myself. When I was 16, I wrote to my 26-year-old self. When I was 27, to my 37-year-old self, because I didn't find the 26-year-old letter till I was 27. The most recent, written a few months ago to my 47-year-old self. The writing letters to our younger selves thing, in contrast, strikes me as hubristic and a bit depressing. Hubristic because, again, I'm not convinced I have more answers now than my younger self. And depressing because, even if I were to write to her, my younger self is gleaning nothing from it, trust me, she's already long gone. At least my 47-year-old self might get something from last year's letter to her which is a stern kick in the butt and a call to action, so let's see if she listens. Also, and maybe this is the key point, I'm really not convinced I'm getting older and wiser. And for this, I blame my phone. I know, another technophobe. How thrilling, how original. It's true, though. I have a very unhappy relationship with my phone. Last year, I tried to get rid of her and go back to the Nokia I had when I was 14, the one with Snake. That lasted about three hours, and an SMS that, despite being only about four sentences long, had to be sent in three different texts, now sending one of three, now sending two of three. Back to the iPhone, then, with not a small amount of resentment. To take you back, just by way of context, I was very late to the smartphone party. While everyone else was cruising around on Twitter and Tinder as the tens dawned, I had an old flip phone. Calls and SMS only. It was bright pink and super basic. I cycled through different numbers, networks, and SIM cards on it, across at least three continents. It did the job it had to do, and never once did I wish for it to do anything else. When I moved to Burma in 2013, I needed a new phone, which had to be compatible with my new-to-me, Myanmar Telecom's SIM card. Now, those were the only SIM cards that were then permitted on Myanmar's frayed, ancient, and tremendously overstretched network. No one had a handphone, as they were charmingly called, except for the military and the odd foreigner, mainly me. And those grubby SIM cards were a rare and precious currency. Mine cost $250, a bargain, I was assured, because the price had been 2000 a mere six months earlier. And to acquire it, I had to taxi with an actual SIM card broker to a far-flung alleyway near Shwedagon Pagoda and hand over a stack of crisp, starched U.S. dollar notes. But that's a tale for another time. I bought the cheapest phone I could find to go with my very expensive SIM card, and that Huawei was my first smartphone. While there was nothing very smart about it, it was the first time I had a phone with a built-in camera, and that felt wildly revolutionary at the time. Goodbye, digital camera. Goodbye, constantly deleting photos to make space but way less revolutionary when you see the grainy thumbnails it produced. And also, Burma in 2013? Yeah, not a particularly useful place to have a smartphone. There was no 3G, Wi-Fi was almost universally non-existent, 
and Uber and Deliveroo may as well have been on Jupiter. It wasn't until 2015, after my son was born, that I moved back to London and my sister gave me an old iPhone that she had kicking around. And lo, suddenly I became a smartphone user. My God, was it useful. I could read one-handed while feeding a child. I could order takeout, answer emails, scour Rightmove, find my way around London by the most optimal possible route, updated live in real time. What did I do before this? How did I navigate from one side of London to another with just a mental tube map? How did I eat? But with great power comes great carelessness. Because why remember anything or write it down when I can just Google it? Why not keep 300 tabs open in case I ever need to refer back to anything ever again? Now, which tab was that thing on? Never mind, I'll just Google it again. Hang on, I have a notification. I'll just respond to this message. Breaking news on the New York Times. Uber surge. Your screen time is up 870% from last week. What was I Googling? See? My mind became lazy. And this is why older me has no more answers. My mental tube map is long gone. I can barely remember which line Finsbury Park is on. I lie. Victoria. And maybe Piccadilly? I'm allergic to modern life. I hate my phone. I'm aware that this is the anti-tech backlash Luddite tale of our time, and it's hardly groundbreaking, but still. I refuse to concede that Insta has determined what my story is. I will not bow to the hubris of thinking that I, older, wiser, have all the answers now, even though I literally do have all the answers right now on Google at my fingertips. Luckily, I have a colossal stack of things that I wrote down before smartphones stole my brain. A gift from my younger self. And the notebooks is me mining them for her wisdom. Anyway, that's the plan. To mine the morsels from my pre-phone brain. If I can remember it. I'll just make a note on my phone. So, just a couple footnotes to add to this. That Myanmar Telecom SIM card was an entirely sunk cost. Because Urudu and Telenor, those are big telecom companies, they rolled out their networks across the country the following year and in one fell swoop collapsed forever the lucrative Burmese market in secondhand SIM cards. By the time I left Burma in 2015, everyone, and I mean everyone, from the kid working in my tea shop to the granny balancing shopping on her head, they all had handphones and $2 SIM cards. And better minds than mine have written at length about the mobile phone revolution in Myanmar. If you're interested, there's a link in the footnote on my piece. <laughs> 